Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It's my pleasure to announce the 24 winner of the Hurt Trophy, the Leon Dreisaitl. Leon Dreisaitl hammers it home. Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto with the helpers. Dylan Holloway, University of Wisconsin. We have a star in the making right now for the Edmonton Oilers. Now we've got a wild scrum with fights breaking out all over the place. Jason's looking like he's picking the right time to get hot here. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. We're a really good team. Um, you know, we know that. and trying to go out there and show that every game. I'm James Neal. Start on this. Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers. This is the battle of Alberta we've been waiting for for three decades. Mike Smith, Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Unbelievable. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. What a stop me by Miko Koskinen. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. Scott joining you. This is Oilers Now on 630 Chad. We'll get to 99 momentarily. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Wireless, your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. We have a jam-packed show. First 20 minutes, we're going to talk a bit about 99 and an unbreakable record that was set on this date 39 years ago today. We'll hop into the Oilers Now audio vault, pull out a couple clips from Dave Tippett's appearance, Oilers head coach, on yesterday's edition of Oilers Now. At 12.20, the new director of hockey communications for the Edmonton Oilers. He spent the last decade plus with the BC Lions, Jamie Carpel. He is uh, certainly familiar to many of us in the media from his time with the EE football team uh, working with Dave Jamison. At uh, 12.35 today, Brian Lawton from the NHL Network. We do not have a show on New Year's Day. 
So we've moved Elliot Friedman into the 1 o'clock hole on today's edition of Oilers Now for NHL Hockey and Rogers. A reminder that Elliot's appearances brought to you as always by the River Creek Resort and Casino. And a 135 NHL insider, John Shannon. Lots to get to, to say the least. Speaking of the River Creek Resort and Casino, of course, uh, when the province gets back up and at it, the River Creek Resort and Casino will be back up and at them with nine dining uh, locations in the River Cree Resort and Casino, Alberta's premier resort destination. You can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. Brandon Escott is at the 630 Studios. I'm working out of the humble Stoffer Bow, the city's south side. And uh, you can reach me at Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's at Brendan Escott and the show Twitter account, which has a few followers as well, is available at Oilers Now. We go into today's top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Pay no overtime rates on 24-7 service and repairs. Right into, we open up with Toto's 99. Now, it's interesting. I remember when that song came out. I'm getting old, I guess. Uh it was in 1979, the Oilers' first season in the National Hockey League, and there were actually some people that I was going to school with at the time that thought that song was about Wayne Gretzky. It had nothing to do with Wayne Gretzky, but you would not believe how many times video montages were put together around that uh, s- song, and later around Nana's 99 Luft Balloons, which also had absolutely nothing to do with Wayne Gretzky. But nonetheless, uh, Toto, very, for me, very underrated band. Uh, circa late uh, 1970s and into the mid-1980s. Uh, Our top story, as I mentioned, for Legacy Heating and Cooling, on this date, 39 years ago, after he'd scored four goals uh, to work his way up to a total of 45 in the previous game. The Edmontoners were playing the Philadelphia Flyers. Don Sherry was doing the color on the broadcast, and Wayne Gretzky went out and scored five goals, 39 in 50, smashing the record set by uh, the Rocket Richard as well as Mike Bossy. Uh, Gretzky would actually... Uh, Dude, I know Paul Almeida mentioned this on Twitter. I had a couple other years where it was like 42 and 44 games to get to 50. But one of the greatest accomplishments of all time on this date 39 years ago. He's special. That's all there is to say. He's pretty good. Wayne Gretzky. Um, this show's called Oilers Now. Part of the reason the Oilers have the brand they do is because of the success of those teams back in the 1980s. Okay, so there you have it. It was a spectacular moment uh, and uh, that occurred during the course of the 80-81 season. I'd say by the point that Wayne got to 50 and 39, really, even late in the first year in the NHL, the Oilers went into Toronto and Gretzky had six points against the Maple Leafs and made some believers out of maybe some of the ink-stained wretches, translation, writers, who, you know, were thought, well, Wayne isn't big enough and he isn't this and he isn't that. They started to become believers. Then the Oilers got off to a tough start during the course of the uh, 80-81 season Ended up knocking off the Montreal Canadiens. And then during 81-82, well, he smashed and pulverized all the goal-scoring records, including 50 and 39 on this date 39 years ago today. I was playing ball hockey with my friends 
and we had Rod Phillips on to, to think that I would one day have a privilege of working with Rod Phillips, the good Rod Phillips, not the Rod Phillips in the province of Ontario that's got a lot of people upset right now. The good Rod Phillips. No, the great Rod Phillips, the Hall of Famer Rod Phillips. And we raced inside to watch the final period of the game because Gretzky was closing in on honing on a record. Brendan Escott's back in the 630 Chet Studios. Brendan, what do you think? Any chance anybody catches that record 50 goals in 39 games? Not the way that the game is played at this point. Absolutely not. That's one of the, the untouchable ones in all of sports. Yeah, for me, it's absolutely unequivocally unbreakable. All right. Uh, we had Edmonton Oilers head coach Dave Tippett on the show yesterday as we slide into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton online directworkwear.com one of the questions that i asked dave was his comfort level with where the five on or where the oilers forward group is at uh, as we uh, close in on a january 3rd training camp opening for the 2021 season uh, to think back to september of 19 if he could compare this year's forward group to last season's well, I think coming into camp last year, we had a lot, a lot of questions, a lot of question marks on where people were going to fit and just uh, not just fit, but where they're going to be able to play or, or what roles were they going to play, were going to be playing. And, um, and you know, for the most part, it, uh, we found fits for guys, uh, some better than others. But uh, this year, I just think we've got established depth coming in now. And I've had uh, Kyle Terrace before. He's a real smart, good player. He'll be a real nice fit in that third line center for us um, you know had some good conversations with jesse he's anxious to get back and get up and going both ennis and Cahoon are uh, i think will be good fits in our in our lineup just uh, real good skill complement players and actually when when our coaching staff sat down and looked at it here the last few days it just it just seems like we have a bigger uh, a better choice of skill in our lineup than we did a year ago and uh, we're still you know there's still some players that uh, you know a guy like Josh Archibald is going to play a big role for us uh, Chase on is a valuable player on our power play but uh, some of those new guys coming in and with the addition of Yamamoto up front we just we just have more depth than we did a year ago and hopefully we can take advantage of that depth now, last season, the Edmonton Oilers had a combined 113.9% on the power play and penalty kill, the highest in 40 years in the NHL. 29.5% on the power play led the NHL first overall, and they were second in PK at 84.4. Now, as a rule of thumb, I would suggest it would be a statistical anomaly to replicate those numbers. So the team has to improve in other areas. Dave Tippett had this to say on improving the five-on-five play this season. There's always room for improvement, and, uh, you know, the, the improvement we have to make both offensively and defensively is five-on-five five because our, our special teams were excellent last year. They they carried a lot of load. We have, That has to balance out a little bit. I hope that our uh, our power play runs at the rate it did again. It was excellent. Our penalty kill was, uh, was you know, Jim Playford did a heck of a job with our players and, and preparing them, and our goal attending was actually very good on the penalty kill. So if we can keep that, but our our five-on-five, both offensively and defensively, that's going to determine uh, how good a team we're going to be this year. And there'll be a lot of emphasis put on that. And it's not just... uh, That's where I think the added depth up front will really help us 
there. So uh, five on five will be a big part of our game that needs to improve. And um, personnel wise, we've personnel wise we've made some changes there that I think will help that. But now you got to get out in the ice and execute and do the job. And that's what we're looking for from our our whole group, goaltenders right through the forwards. And again, the Edmonton Oilers last year, the highest winning percentage of any Canadian-based team, uh, the second-best goals against. I know a lot of people have talked defense, 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 and it does have to improve. It was 16th last year. The offense was 14th. Both groups need to improve, um, especially five-on-five, because five, the special teams would be remarkable if they could come close to doing what they did last season. Though I do think an expectation of having a top-five power play is realistic when you have Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, and Dreisaitl, who are three of the best power play performers in the NHL since they've respectively come into the NHL, so into the league. Like, those guys... Nugent Hopkins is an elite complementary player. He has not been a driver five-on-five as a center in his career, but he has been a top-flight power play performer since coming in the league. And McDavid and Dreisaitl are McDavid and Dreisaitl. Do you want to mention, last night, I had the opportunity to uh, slip into the building. Uh, Not a lot of media there uh, to watch Team Canada against Switzerland. It's interesting with Quinton Byfield. He's still the youngest player on Team Canada. He was the youngest player last year, youngest player this year. It always amazes me that people sit there and focus on one or two really good players on countries that aren't deep, and those players get all the opportunities, and then they sit there and maybe overlook a guy that's a Canadian guy that has to work his way up the lineup because of the depth that Canada has. Uh, Canada pounding Switzerland. They're now 3-0 and after Byfield had two goals, six points in a 10 nothing victory. It was an ugly one. Um, and a special shout-out at this time. Uh, many of you have probably been personally connected to this gentleman, uh, depending upon the situation with your families out there. Dr. Bob Stedward, longtime uh, head of the World Paralympic Association, is uh, today uh, received the Companion Order of Canada. This is a guy who uh, at one time was a member of the IOC. Uh, I know that uh, Troy Jurdis, who used to do the Color With Me on the Golden Bears broadcast a long time ago, married into the Stedward family. But Dr. Bob Stedward was the uh, athletic director at the University of Alberta when I started uh, my career. he was uh, very understanding of people and very giving of his time, and he was truly dedicated. And I'm, I'm really happy to see him uh, be awarded the Companion Order of Canada. Just, frankly, a terrific guy that has given years and years and years um, to uh, athletes with disabilities and people with disabilities, and there's not enough people like him out there. That's that's just the way it is. Let's go into NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, wishing you and yours a safe and happy holiday season and the best of the new year. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. And back at the 630 Chad Studios, Brendan Escott. Okay. Uh, former New York Rangers captain and Tampa Bay Lightning forward Ryan Callahan did officially announce his retirement today. He missed all of last season, a de- uh, degenerative back issue, and decided to call it quits now after 13 NHL seasons. Uh, Jets forward Jack Roslevic has requested a trade via his agent Claude Lemieux and won't join the Jets when camp opens up on Sunday. 23-year-old uh, right now at home in Columbus. He had 29 points in 71 games for Winnipeg last year. 
first round pick in 2017 as well. Uh, PK Subban, Lindsey Vaughn called off their engagement after three years. Subban's uh, teammate Nico Heischer expected to miss the start of New Jersey's training camp with a leg injury, though they don't see that as a long-term problem. Uh, Canada's gold medal winning team from the 2020 World Juniors named the Canadian Press Team of the Year. Uh, that after that crazy uh, gold medal game comeback over Russia. And the 2021 team, Bob, you mentioned beat Switzerland 10-0 today, or yesterday rather. They'll cap off uh, group play against Finland tomorrow. So the Canadian World Junior team last year was the team of the year, right? Uh, you might want to check the round robin score. They got it; just shows you how things can change. They got pounded pretty good. Uh, was it the Russians that beat them six nothing? I'm thinking it was the Russians, if I recall correctly. Just obliterated Canada. We were actually, Brendan, we were actually on the bus coming back from practice uh, in Toronto. Remember when McDavid scored that goal where he posterized uh, Morgan Riley on the Monday night? Well, on the Sunday, the Oilers had a, a practice in the game was on on the bus and Canada was behind at the time that we were heading back to uh, the, the hotel. Uh, do we have Jamie ready to go here or should we take a quick break? What do you want to do, man? No, he's, he's, he's waiting. He's perhaps, waiting. If, perhaps if I could actually open up my cell phone in time and coordinate two things at once, we'd be able to do this. I, I could never chew gum and skate, so that shouldn't be a surprise. Without further ado, we introduce uh, to our listeners um, the new... Uh, in the old days, it was called Public Relations Director, but the official uh, title for uh, Jamie Cartmel will be the Oilers Director of Hockey Communications. Jamie, welcome to Oilers Now. Long time no talk. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I want to be, always be able to say first time, long time. So I guess, but if I, you're calling me, so I can't say first time, long time, right? No, no, you can't. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, I think the, one of the last times, uh, and, and full disclosure here, when you worked, I used to always go to the games in BC uh, in 06 yes. and 07 and 08. So you used to, uh, before I started uh, doing the Oilers games in the 08, 09 season, you always took care of me. I always appreciated. But maybe just uh, for our listeners, uh, what's it like for, you're, you're an Edmonton area guy, right? Absolutely. Castle Downs, north side, yo. All right. So on that <laughs> note, what does yeah. it mean to you to get this opportunity to come back to your uh, to the city that uh, you grew up in with the team that you watched growing up and having an opportunity to work uh, for the Oilers Entertainment Group? Oh, I don't want to cry in the air. No, I, I, I mean, it's, it's difficult to put into words. I mean, when you – oh, boy, I tell you, I mean – when you grow up in this city and you know what this team means to this city and um, you know I mean I was 10 when they came in the league I was in high school when they won their first Stanley Cup I mean there wasn't a better time to be a fan of sports um, in Edmonton between the Eskimos and the Oilers and even the Trappers to be quite honest with you um, all those guys I mean it was an unbelievable time to be that age and having the teams have the success that they had. So, I mean, it was just embedded in you. I mean, my dad was taking me to WHA games when Messier was a stinger and Michael Ute was a mad and everybody was yelling at Bill Friday. So it's just, I don't know. It's been a part of my life for, for my entire life. And, um, yeah, to be walking these halls, I still haven't set foot in the new arena because it's obviously a bubble, but, you know, you see some of the nameplates around here. It's, it's ridiculous. So, Jamie, Jamie <laughs> yeah. Carmel joining us right now. So, how did you get in? How did you uh, sort of get into the, the whole PR track, Jamie? 
Well, I um, kind of a life change at one point. Um, went back to school, went to Grant McEwen, took the public relations program out of there, and um, had a not a co-op, but sort of a job experience thing at City Hall. So I was with the Emergency Response Department for a year or so, and then I was at City Hall, and I was working, you know, not in the mayor's office, but close to that's when Bill Smith was mayor and stuff, and doing a lot of speech writing and event writing and things like that, and being part of different things. And then, but of course, I always wanted to get my foot in the door in pro sports, and just so happened the timing was with the Eskimos, and they were looking for someone to look after their community relations stuff, and so I kind of got my foot in the door there, and had an interview with Hugh Campbell, and the next thing you know, I was rolling in the doors at Eskimo HQ, and so I was looking after community relations and helping an assistant to Dave Jamison in, in communications, and four years after that, the job opened up with the BC Lions. It was being done by two people, uh, two women, one of which was going to the Canucks, the other which was having a baby and not coming back, so I applied for that job and had an interview with Bob Ackles and Wally Buono, and and before you know it, in the winter of 2005, I was on my way out to the Vancouver area and was there for 14 years until one day someone said, your position is no longer required. <laughs> <laughs> so, so timing worked out pretty well. Uh, you mentioned Dave, uh, and look, yeah. I, I know we're in the okay. radio. I'm a supporter of the radio business. I, I don't yeah. see, and uh, Dave's a great guy, and, and I know that when we were kind of starting out Total Sports, back at myself, uh, we had a lot of connectivity to the Eskimos. Sure. It was a very special time. They won the Grey Cup in 2003. They won the Grey Cup in 2005 for a lot of fans. Yeah. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. uh, there, there's got to be some amazing stories along the way. But did it? Oh. Did, did being in that environment and given where some of those players come from, did it teach okay. you a lot? I mean, obviously, Dave, from a mentorship Absolutely. perspective, taught you a lot. But what about just dealing with the athletes and, and how unique and different they are than maybe from what we've experienced growing up here? I mean, that's just it. I mean, no, I mean, I guess it sort of touches on some of the things that are happening in our world even today. But, you know, I mean, most guys, when they would come in, well, it might still be the same. Most guys, when they come into Edmonton from the States, they generally ultimately all end up in Minneapolis and come in on that one flight. At least that's the way it was back in the early 2000s. They had sort of that one flight coming out of Minneapolis to, to Edmonton direct. So, but... I mean, you're getting guys from the deep states who they don't have a lot of connection with white people. When you hold the door for a guy, he's stunned. Like, what is this guy doing? And that's then that's when you start to realize that there are some different things that are going on in some different parts of this continent. And um, so that was a real experience. And but. Every, what you find out, it doesn't matter where everybody comes from. It doesn't matter, you know, whether it's the French guys coming in from, from you know, the Quebec area or the Maritimes you know, as, as draft picks or whether it's guys coming from the Deep South. And that's where Paul was bringing a lot of his guys in from. Right. In the end, they're all people. And it's all about relationships and everything else. And that's what I think I learned from Dave is that it's the, the sports is just what brings us together. And, and it, everyone's an individual and everyone's, you know, kind of got, you know, the different things going on in their lives. But the CFL, bar none, will give you just a complete array of personalities and backgrounds um, that you'll just never experience before. Like some guys who grow up in some very, very tough circumstances on the streets of Miami or, or, or wherever um, compared to guys who just, you know, happen to go to SFU, you know, and from Kelowna, you know. 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. It's it is it's the gamut, and it's um, it was an amazing experience for that you know close to twenty years. Amazing. Uh, yeah, uh, Jamie Carmel joining us. He is the Oilers' new director of hockey communications. You're coming in at a pretty good time, I think, Jamie. I mean, there's the Oilers have the reigning MVP, and they have the best player in the world, and those aren't the same two guys. Uh, just no. give give me a sense of uh, you know you you certainly have a sense of timing. I can tell you that. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's going to be, um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I, I, you know, from a team perspective, I mean, trust me, I was, I was following the team very closely, even in my days away. Um, yeah, I mean, I've yet to meet them, to be quite honest, and it's going to be interesting. I, I mean, I mean, you're obviously fans of the team and fans of the guys, but you're not that way around them. You need to be a pro, and you need to establish a relationship with those guys, and you need to have their confidence and everything else. But as far as the team goes, and just sort of having some conversations with. Um, it seems so weird, you know, talking to Ken Holland, the GM, and, you know, even just um, some of the other guys. It's just, um, this is a very strong team. They're, I think we feel like we're as deep at forward as we've ever been with this with this crew. And um, it's going to be a 56-game, you know, uh, sprint. sprint. Yep. Um, and it's, hey, there's no better time. Well, absolutely, uh, and we should mention uh, you're going to be uh, reporting to, to Tim Shipton, and you had two people uh, that you're going to be working in concert with, Sean May uh, yep. and Kate Doyle, and uh, yep. they did a they did a terrific job last year for the Oilers. I saw, I saw Kate yep. yesterday, so it was good. Uh, hey, let's have some yep. fun. I, one good one piece of good news for you: I don't yep. think you'll be seeing Jack and me on the plane this year. So, uh, just the way it's going to work out, maybe in the fu- maybe in the future again, but uh, nonetheless. We're talking can- about. Yeah, the, the food budget is way down. I don't oh, know stop. I just rumors. You know, a guy gains a chin <laughs> or three, and there you go. They already love you. Can rip me any time. Hey, Jamie, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, thanks for your Thank time, you. and uh, we'll touch base again soon. Okay? All Thank right, you. everyone. Sounds good. Thank you. Yeah, that's Jamie Carmel. He is the new Oilers Director of uh, Hockey Communications, and uh, definitely excited, as you can tell, about the job. CFL, what a life. Uh, you could, I can imagine you could write several books about the personality. Uh, in that league. Uh, uh, Cactus Jack's already on me about not talking about Alabama football. I'll slide it in later. Brian Lawton coming up at 1235 after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.